Hello, everybody. This is Brett from Matt and Brett Love Comics. This week, instead of our normal book club episode, we have a special presentation of The Dark Knight 4, which is a show that me and Matt of Matt and Brett Love Comics put together with the fine folks at Left Handed Radio and performed at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater East in New York City. Go on and check this out. Enjoy it. You will notice it is a another crazy sequel in the vein of Spider-Man 4, which if you're a regular listener of the podcast, you've already devoured with your ears. And we'll be back next week with Frank Hale and Jeremy Bent talking about Lock and Key from IDW Publishing by Joe Hell and Gabriel Rodriguez. Enjoy! Ladies and gentlemen, please open the stage, Katie Healy Wurzberg! Everybody, how you doing in the audience tonight? Good. Good. Everyone's like, good. Thank you. You can just clap. Cheer wildly right now. Yeah, nice. Um, you guys are here for the Dark Knight Four, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm so excited. Uh, before that happens, you have to listen to me. So I'm like the gatekeeper of Batman. Um, I guess you could call me Alfred. That, I just literally just thought of that. Anyway, um, so I, I was trying to think of some Batman stuff before coming to do this show, because it's like, Batman, fuck yeah. Um, and I, one of the things that I was thinking about and I couldn't stop thinking about is that Batman is a terrible name, right? Yeah, it's terrible. You guys are like, no, he's super cool. He's got like a cape. He's awesome. But like, if you didn't know what Batman was like as a character, as like a superhero, and I just said Batman, and in your minds, what you would see is man legs and a big bat top, and just like be really confused about being stuck in a living room. Like it is like, uh, 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 uh. like that's what that's what a Batman would be. So that's straight up like it's a silly name. But also the thing that drives me kind of crazy is I like to read like. Um, like 19th and 20th century uh, like English novels um, because I'm weird, I guess. Uh, and so like P.G. Woodhouse and stuff. But a Batman in that context, it, like until the like early 20th century, a Batman was an officer's manservant. Did anyone else know that? Yeah, it's true. Uh, so it's like a valet or valet for like a like an officer in the army or in the navy or whatever. He that would be like the officer's Batman, and he would just like live in his quarters and make his like get ready, get his clothes ready and stuff. And so I'm not I'm not joking. Uh, so in my mind, I'm like reading like P.G. Woodhouse novels. It's like, oh yeah, so your Batman prepare your wardrobes. Like what? You have you have a Batman? Hey cleans your clothes awesome <laughs> like i just think okay well just me <laughs> that's fine um did it you know what is a cool name the shadow the shadow has a cool name do you guys remember the shadow movie they made in the early 90s with alec baldwin yeah and uh uh what's his name ian mckellen is in it yeah it's great. It's not great. It's terrible. It's really bad, but I love it so much. But also, I can't wait for them to make a gritty remake of The Shadow. It's going to be really awesome. Also, the lead character's name is Lamont Cranston, which is a much more believable, like, rich guy name than Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne is just like, he lives in a trailer park. Lamont Cranston can only be a super awesome rich guy with cool gadgets. Anyway, okay, who here smokes marijuana? 
please don't say I used to or say words at all. Just cheer wildly <laughs> right now. Um, I'm not a cop. Don't worry about it. What if I was a cop? What if this whole time I was just like, ah, I'm going to get white people after six years underground as a comedian? Um, no, I'm not a cop, I promise. But yeah, people like marijuana, right? Yeah. The back is cheering and like two people is like, what? Why am I clapping? Um, so marijuana, great, right? No, it's not. Don't do it. Do Xanax instead. <laughs> Guys, I'm serious. <laughs> uh, marijuana, it's like, oh, yeah. Xanax is everything that cartoons led me to believe marijuana was. Like, if you just want to eat nachos and watch TV and just be relaxed for a while, yeah, someone in the audience went, it's so true. It is. It's awesome. Like, the last time I got high, I got way too high. And I was like, I'm going to watch The Fifth Element. And I was watching The Fifth Element. On, yeah, great idea, right? I was watching The Fifth Element on my TV that's across my room. My bedroom is not that big. I'm watching it. Then I was like, oh, no, I'm too high. I can't deal with this. That's too far away. I'll watch Fifth Element on my computer, which is right in front of me. So I switched to watching The Fifth Element on my computer. And that was too much. And I had to stop, and I'm not joking, I had to just watch the uh, like visualizations in iTunes <laughs> to jam band music. Like that's, it, I got too high, and I couldn't even exist. Like I was like, ah, this is all I can do. I've seen The Fifth Element like 20 times. It was too much. Xanax, it would never happen. It's legal. Do that instead. Um, <laughs> What was I gonna talk about next? It was a Batman stuff. I'm looking at that. Cut this part out. You don't have to. Um, all right, so this is really stupid, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Does anyone else feel like the name Noah, they just forgot halfway through what they were doing? Your name is Noah. Oh. What was it doing? And then someone's like, what did he say your name was? And they're like, Noah? Noah, I guess. My name's Noah. I'm going to build a bridge. Um, he didn't build a bridge. <laughs> he built a ship. No, an ark. Why? What? Arkham's Asylum? That's what I should have said. Anyway, um, Arkham Asylum. Anyway, um, rich people, white people. Here's the thing. White people, super lucky that we've had all the money and power for like 2,000 years. And here's why. Okay, so if you have an old uh, white man, you, you start with Christian Bale, right? But then you get, like, Pope Benedict. Like, that's, and that's, like, the same guy. Like, it's just, like, they're, like, normal looking. Oh, no. Okay, old white men are if you took a troll doll and put them in the microwave for four minutes and then took a bag of gray hair and just threw the gray hair all over the melted troll doll. That's what, that's what old white men look like. <laughs> And so, like, no one's going to want to have sex with that unless they have the money and the power. So that's, that's why Republicans. That's why money and power. They're like, they don't have the money and power. No one's going to put their mouth in my hoosie what's it. Can't do it. That's just a fact, you guys. These are facts that I've looked up on the Internet. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Okay, two things really quickly that I have uh, lost all shame about. Right? Uh, two things. The first one is, um, I, I, every time I do this, it makes me nervous, but I'm going to tell you anyway that I, I have removed all shame from my mind about doing the following two things. First, uh, putting my makeup on on the train. <laughs> right? Someone then I was like, hmm, 
Yes. Um, and you know why? Because it's for me. It's my, I'm decorating my face. This isn't for you. This isn't like a performance for you to be like, oh, I want to fuck her and she's doing it in front of me. Like, it's going to gross me out. I don't care. It's not for you. It's for me. This is my art. This is my face. Not for you. So, <laughs> fuck you. Also, I am late and I didn't have time to do it at my house. So, fuck you. That's why. Anyway, that's just a fact. That's a thing about me. The other thing is um, pooping in public. <laughs> yeah, I'm not talking about on the street or on the sidewalk. I'm talking about in public restrooms. Who here has like kind of a weird thing about not wanting to poop in public? They want to go home, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> Stop yelling out words. Everyone just cheer wildly. <laughs> How can I get? So like that's a th I think that is a thing where people are like, I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to wait and go home and do it at my house. I, I can't. One, I can't. I'm just a person who can't do that. And but. I what I, one thing I kind of do like about it, so I've just like I just do it like without shame. I'm just like I'm gonna go in this public restroom and like make a lot of noise, shitting, yeah. <laughs> and my favorite thing is coming out of the bathroom after like I've made a bunch of noise and shit, and like uh, and just seeing like people's faces just look like horrified, and then they see me and then they're surprised. They're always surprised, and I think it's because. That I walk out and they expected me to be going like tee hee hee the Smiths, you know? <laughs> and instead I'm like farts, farting noises. Look, you thought I was fat, didn't you? That's what happened. You guys were like, you were hearing the no those noises and you're fat phobic pieces of shit and you assumed that I was gonna be fat, but instead I wasn't. It was coming out of here on my butthole. <laughs> this joke for the people who are home and listening to it in their earbuds, it makes more sense if you know that I look like a combination of like Zoe Deschanel and Tina Fey, like mushed together, but like neither of the most attractive features about either of them. <laughs> just like the middle features, just like smush it together, a white lady. Uh, that's what it, that is. Um, really, Pat, how much time do I have left? I don't want to go over. Am I done? Like a minute. One minute. Another minute. Um, I love you, Pat Bear. Okay, really quickly, who heard recently about this woman who got murdered by the elevator? Did anyone hear about this? Someone just went, what? Yeah, so this happened relatively recently. A woman in Midtown was uh, going to work and she stepped onto the elevator to bring her, you know, at like a tiny carpeted room to bring her to her destination. And instead of doing that, it ripped her in half and she died, of course. Like it was, and it wasn't even like she was doing something kind of dumb, like sticking her arm out or it was between floors and she kind of leaned. She just stepped on and went, nope, like you're dead now. And it, like this way up, yeah, horrible. I know it's horrible. Um, and it, I, I work in a like tall office building and it grosses me out every single day. And you're like, why am I talking about this? This is so gross. This is a comedy show, right? What am I doing here? Who is this here? Uh, but that's, it, that's a real thing that happened. But I honestly think the worst thing about that situation is that two of her coworkers were in the elevator with her and they were, yeah, half of her. Thank you, audience member. <laughs> they with half of her for like three hours. Well, they tried to figure out a way to safely get them out without, they were in the elevator for the entire length of the Dark Knight Rises, basically. <laughs> Just like, uh, uh, uh. And here's the thing, I work, I, I've had a lot of corporate jobs and this is, I know this is exactly what happened before uh, she got in the elevator. Yeah, I'm really surprised they put Damien on that account. Like, I like him, but it's weird. Yeah, I mean, I like him, but like, I don't like, like, oh, it's Karen, she's coming. She's been so depressing because of the divorce. Yeah. 
closed door, closed door, closed door. <laughs> I know, right? Closed door, closed door. Don't make eye contact with her. Closed door, closed door. Oh, hey, Karen. three hours. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. I'm Katie Lee Warsberg. Give it up for Left Handed Radio. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the sequel machine. How are you doing tonight? All right, my name is Matt. This is Brett. Hello! And we are uh, members of Left Handed Radio, and we are so excited to be bringing to you this evening's feature, Attractin. Attractin? Attractin. Come on, guys, it's, a, it's an Attractin, like your parents used to go to in the 60s. <laughs> Whose parents? <laughs> your parents. Okay, sure. I don't know. Uh, Sit in, live in, Attractin. <laughs> oh, I get it now. I'm not a stand up! <laughs> <laughs> closed door, closed door, closed door, closed door. Uh, you guys, it's time for the Dark Knight 4. Uh, yes. We are so excited we put this script together over the last month. As you know, at each Sequel Machine show, we gather 25 writers to each write one page of a, of a screenplay, but the only catch is that each writer can only see the page that comes before their own. Directly before. Directly before. So Oof. there's a lot of craziness that happens here. It's about 25 plots in this 25-page <laughs> script. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot of plot happening here. There's, uh, see how many times you can spot certain characters reappearing in the, uh, in, in the story. And uh, what's, uh, what's your favorite part? Uh, you know, that one where things go against the very nature of the character saying the thing. <laughs> That's accurate. That's that 100% accurate. Times. Yeah, no spoiler alerts here, you guys. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're, uh, we're about to get ready, and uh, we're very excited to bring this to you. Uh, Brett, any last thoughts before we get into this? Uh, just hold on to your minds. <laughs> hold on to your minds. Hold on to your minds. Guys, uh, hold on to them. That'd be crazy. This is more of a PSA than like an actual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, all I'm, right. I'm here to take care of them. <laughs> <laughs> you were the one person that was like, I do not smoke marijuana. No, guys, no, no. And I'm telling on those who raise their hands. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, yes. let us, without further ado, introduce to you the cast of The Dark Knight 4. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage Miss Anna Rubinova. <laughs> Mr. Adam Bozarth. Mr. Dan Chamberlain. Mr. Michael Hartney. Mr. Jeremy Bent. Mr. Kevin Hines. And reading stage directions for us this evening, Mr. Jim Santangeli. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Dark Knight 4. Exterior, day, Wayne Enterprises. Bruce Wayne takes to a lectern and addresses the press corps. Uh, good morning. As you can see, I'm not dead. I had amnesia after hella skiing, but I am better now. Vicky Vale, Gotham Gazette. Mr. Wayne, you look astonishing for a man who is said to be in a coma from severe altitude sickness. Like, you look really good. 
Thank you, Miss Vale. I mean, even through the suit, I can tell you've been doing some serious lifting. Well, <laughs> the doctor said the exercise can give me back memories. Uh -huh. Bruce Wayne's face goes dark. Like the memory of my mommy and daddy being shot. <laughs> the press corps goes silent. Lucius Fox enters to escort Bruce away from the judging eyes of the celebrity-obsessed media. No more questions for Mr. Wayne today. Uh, just one more question. Out from the press corps steps a lanky man in a conservative green suit. He has a question mark button on his lapel. He carries a cane. It's the Riddler. Uh, riddle me this, Mr. Wayne. When is a frog not a frog? <laughs> Excuse me, I have a company to run. Riddler smirks and disappears into the crowd. Cut to Interior Wayne Enterprises Lobby. Bruce Wayne and Lucius Fox enter, walking urgently. You're acting crazy. Coming back from the dead, your idiot playboy routine, using the phrase mommy and daddy. I should have had you committed for leaving Selena Kyle high and dry in Budapest the way you did. Things didn't work out. What is the business now, Bruce? Look, we're going to get my cave back from Joseph Gordon-Levitt, buy a shit ton of neon lights, and totally rave the place up. It'll look like a set from YouTube Pop Mart tour when we're done with it. Well... Then we're going to buy Ace of Base. That's right, buy them. I've been spending my money on the wrong stuff. Batman's dead. I got money, and I want to spend it like my life's getting sucked. Here we go. Cut to exterior Gotham alleyway. A crack cocaine-fueled brawl spills out onto the streets. A dark shadow swoops in on the crack-addicted gang. Ah! Ah, Batman! Not quite. Fuck! It's Joseph Gordon-Levitt! A faint ray of light hits Joseph Gordon-Levitt, revealing his amazing face. The cutest pout planted on that fucking adorable mug. I can't take it. He's too beautiful. It's hurting my eyes. Ah, oh, he's like a baby kitten in a basket of tiny butterflies. Oh, but he's got that bad boy heartthrob thing going on as well. Yeah, with an impressive film resume, as well as an impressive list of upcoming film projects, there's no doubt that we will continue to see Joseph Gordon-Levitt in more and more films for many years to come. Gang member stashes away his iPhone and IMDb app from which he was reading. Everyone flees in terror. Joseph Gordon-Levitt continues pouting. A Batmobile-inspired limo darts by, Bruce Wayne's head hanging out the window, champagne in hand and bitches on his lap. This guy knows how to party. Bruce? Interior, Batcave night. Disco lies by Moby Plays. Joseph Gordon-Levitt arrives, back to find Bruce Wayne throwing a cave rave. Lucius Fox scrambles to catch $1,000 bills that Wayne is throwing around at his guests. Over on the stage, the actual Moby performs his song live. Tom Lennon, dressed as Lieutenant Dangle, breaks out some kick-ass dance moves on the cave floor. What is all this? It's my birthday, Joseph. Oh my gosh! I can't believe I forgot! The party stops. Everything that was going on before comes to a screeching halt. Lieutenant Dangle and Moby are holding each other in a state of shock. I'm so sorry, Bruce. I'll go out and get you a present right now to make up for it. Joseph runs outside and hails a cab at FAO Schwartz. Bruce has always wanted that model of the Intrepid. I hope they're not sold out yet. The cab comes to a stop at a red light. Just then, a masked man comes up to the cab driver and shoots him point blank in the head, then swaps places with him and drives off, leaving the cab driver's body on the street. Hey, what's going on here? 
There's no response from the mysterious kidnapper. Joseph bursts out of the moving cab <gasps> and rolls into <gasps> the street. I'm not missing this party. I gotta get to Fayo Schwartz. <laughs> the cab stops and the masked man gets out and starts chasing uh -oh. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <gasps> they run through the alley and startle a woman who is doing her laundry in a style woman. with a washboard. Joseph climbs up a building to try and elude his pursuer. The mass kidnapper follows him up the building, God and now they are both jumping from rooftop to rooftop. No. Joseph stops short on one building because the next building is too far to jump to. Can't do he it. stands and faces his attacker. Who are you? The mysterious man begins to pull off his mask. But just before you can see his face, we cut to exterior street night. A cab driver's body is lying face down in the gutter. No movement except for the steady trickle of blood from his mangled head. Sopping his clothes and pooling beneath the curb. There's a sudden hitch in the cabbie's chest. He gurgles a deep breath, nearly choking on his own blood. He reaches one shaky arm to his skull, tentatively probing his wound. His fingers come away, dripping with blood. And the cabbie gasps and begins to cry. A light in the distance glows brighter as a car approaches. It rolls to a stop when its lights illuminate the cabbie. He puts up his hands, pleading for help. Oh, 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 thank God, thank God, please, please help me. The car pulls into gear suddenly, the wheels spitting gravel as the car speeds away. The cabbie is sobbing heavily now, the blood still pouring through his nose and throat and choking him. He starts patting his pockets, searching. He takes another hitching breath and then freezes. Seeing something on the street a few feet away, it's his phone. The cabbie can't get up. He can barely keep his eyes open now as he collapses into the pavement, digging himself forward with his hands. He's getting closer to the phone. He reaches to pull himself forward again, and this time the nail on his ring finger catches on the asphalt, peeling back and shearing itself off with a sickening crunch. The cabbie reaches, is able to grab his phone and flips it open. The phone explodes, incinerating him. All that's left is a charred brainstem, lungs, and jawbone, screaming in agony. Cut to a close-up. A digital map of Gotham City. A red dot labeled phone explosion flashes. Pull out to reveal the map is in the Batcave. Alfred is watching the map. Batman enters behind him. Beyond hangs the bat wing, a robotic T-Rex, and an enormous penny. Batman's incredible trophies. Unless Chris Nolan is directing this. Then it's just featureless black cubes that will never bring anyone any joy ever. <laughs> Alfred is Dick Van Dyke from Mary Poppins. Looks like another phone explosion, sir. I'm sure everyone's okay. That's not the Batman I know. You're what's afraid to live, sir. <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm afraid to die. I think it's the other way around, sir. <laughs> oh, wait. Is it? I know it was definitely one of those two things that I'm afraid of. To live or to die? To live, right? I'm pretty sure it's to live. I'm almost sure it was to die, sir. Let's check the board. They turn to see a huge scoreboard. It reads, Batman afraid to. And then two squares unlit. One reads, to live the other to die. A bell rings. To die lights up. As I said, sir, you're what's afraid to die. Meanwhile, 
on a dilapidated rooftop in Gotham. Insert proper film language here. I think you'd, uh, I think you'd know me by now, JGL. Seriously, dude. You're trying my fucking patience. Who are you? It's not who I think I am, okay? But, 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 but what I do that defines me? JGL pulls out his 9mm handgun and points it at him, screaming, I fucking hate platitudes. I need to get back to Batman. He's losing all his memory. Just tell me what's fucking going on. A man suddenly leaps towards him, ripping off his mask and revealing himself. JGL's identical twin, Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> which is a total fucking cop-out and not even a good reveal since it was obvious the whole time. How quickly they forget. Out of nowhere, hordes of Jesse Eisenberg's insanely committed force of crack ninjas the Zoe Deschanel's appear around the two, surrounding them and menacing the JGL with their weaponized ukuleles. Brothers, raised together but torn asunder by forces beyond their control, the benevolent Wayne Foundation has meddled its last medal. Rejoin me now, brother, and our power will increase a thousandfold. We can conquer Gotham and take it for our own JGL. Can your precious Batman offer you such powers? Inexplicably, a storm has been blown up. Wind blowing harshly and lightning crashing louder and faster all around them. The storm is crazy now as it flings debris everywhere. For a brief second, we see Scarecrow is caught up in the storm. Oh, here we go again. <laughs> this is an allusion to the movie The Wizard of Oz. On the roof, the ninja Zoe Deschanel's corner JGL. He desperately gropes around in his Joseph Gordon-Levitt utility belt. Hold the phone! Seriously, put it down. He found just the thing. Ladies, I know you're birds of a feather, but it's time to get the flock out of here. He throws a grenade to the ground and it explodes into feathers and sparkles and Etsy coupons. The Zoe Deschanel's eyes open wide. Their mouths agape like a bunch of peach-colored caves. They tear each other apart in their frenzy for the knickknacks. In the ruckus, JGL disappears faster than light. Well played, Joseph. But before the night is out, we'll find out just who is the squid and who is the whale. <laughs> he flies off in a jetpack, lightning menacingly, laughing menacingly, <laughs> laughing maniacally into the night. Exterior streets. Batman approaches a hot dog vendor. This is the same guy from the first movie because it's cyclical. Who am I? What is my name? Oh, you're the Batman! But I'm afraid of bats! The vendor starts to answer, but he turns into ice. The source of that crazy shit? Mr. Freeze, motherfuckers. Batman, I can help you get your memory back for a price. Mr. Softy, I need a rocket pop and my memory. I am not Mr. Softy, Batman. I am Mr. Freeze. Mr. Free? If it's free, I'll have five rocket pops. Freeze! Fine. May I freeze have five rocket pops? No. Check the inside of your cowl, Batman. Batman takes off his cowl. Close up. Inside of Batman's cowl. It says, property of Bruce Wayne. Keep out. This means you, Alfred. We pan down the cowl. Inside the back of the cape is all of Bruce Wayne's personal information from pin number to ratings of his sexual conquests, including two different numbers for Rachel Dawes. It looks like Guy Pierce's body in Memento. We hear Christopher Nolan wink 
a billion dollar wink. <laughs> well, now that I've remembered all my money, uh, paying you won't be a problem. I don't want money, Mr. Wayne. I want something far more precious. Well, I'm not a virgin, so I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Freeze shoots his freeze gun at Batman's feet and advances, freezing Batman's body as he walks. He then puts a hand on Batman's face, aiming the freeze gun into Batman's left eye. I knew who you were because I can see into your soul, Batman. Because the windows to the soul are the ice. Mr. Freeze fires his freeze gun directly into Batman's eyes. Time slows as the camera follows the ice beam. When it impacts Batman's eyeball, the camera pushes through and we find ourselves in an infinite tube of color, a la 2001, A Space Odyssey. Don't worry, Mr. Wayne. This will all be over soon. Interior, strange white hospital room. An ancient Bruce Wayne lies in a hospital bed. He struggles to lift his head. Where, where, where am I? Why, the nexus of your consciousness, of course. A number of Robins, Tim Drake, Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, Stephanie Brown, Car Carrie Kelly, etc. Idly float in Starchild-esque bubbles around the room. Batman is a symbol, an ideal. It's no use to kill the man. We momentarily see Alfred standing in the corner of the room facing the wall. No. He is weeping. No, I must be more thorough than that. Batman won't just die. He will disgrace himself. Never. Never say never, Mr. Wayne. Exterior, Gotham Police Department. Batman, top half costumed, bottom half in booty shorts. Grind dances on the statue of Lady Justice. Police and members of the press look on in silent horror. A shocked child lets go of a single red balloon. Five Gotham police officers rush over as Batman grinds his bat junk all over the Lady Justice's statue. Batman, you're under arrest. Get on your knees with your hands behind your head. Oh, sounds kinky, but no thanks. Instead, Batman shimmies upside down the statue like a stripper on a pole, his tight bat ass clenching in those hot uh, booty shorts. Uh. All right, stop this semi-erotic strip tease at once or we'll be forced to use force. Nice one. The officers close in around Batman. Boys, if you want some of this, you just have to ask. Batman rubs his crotch on Lady Liberty's nipples. Ugh. Ah, that's completely unacceptable. Officers, grab him! The first officer lunges toward Batman, who catches him by the wrist and tears his arm clean off! Ah! Oh, fuck, 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 boss, fuck! Another swings a billy club, but Batman catches it between his tight ass cheeks. He whips it away, knocking several officers in the dick with it. They fall to the ground in agony as Batman climbs to the top of the Lady Justice statue. Uh, Batman's sexy. Batman's bad. Gotham's police are a bunch of city hall fags. <laughs> he launches his grappling hook up to the roof and swings away. Woo! Exterior, rooftop day. Batman prances along, whistling to himself. Batman steps on his shoelace and falls to the ground. Ah! Ow! Ah! Ow! Ow! Ah! That hurts! Ow! Ouch! Ah! Ah! My foot! Ah! Ouch! Uh, Jesus Christ! Ah! Oh my God, that smarts! Ow! 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 
Oh, oh, I think it's twisted. Ah, no, 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 no. I have rehearsal in just a little bit. Uh, oh, oh, Jesus, Robin, Robin. Oh, oh, son of, oh. Martha Washington, that smarts. Oh, I can't even right now. Ah, uh, ah, uh, what if I need crutches? Oh, this is the worst. Oh. Batman tries to get up. He falls even harder. Oh, I made it worse. Oh, oh, Robin, can you hear me? Ow, ow, ah, ah. I think it's swelling. It is. <laughs> it's already swelling. I can feel the swell. Oh, Jesus. Ah, ah. What if it bruises? Oh, my God. Ow, ow. Oh, oh, oh. I wish my parents weren't dead. <laughs> I wish my parents weren't dead. Ow. 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 Maybe this time it'll work if I get up. Batman tries to get up again. He falls again. I didn't. I fell a third time. Ow. Oh, my God. I can't even. I can't even right now. Ow. Oh, do you think it's broken? Who am I even talking to? Ow, 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 son of a, son of a, ah, ah, maybe if I rub it a little. Uh, oh, no, that's worse. Ah, ah, ah. I wonder if Alfred is circumcised or uncircumcised. Ow, 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 my foot. Ow, I can't, I can't. I can't. Interior, Wayne Enterprises, R&D department, later. Lucius Fox walks through the aisles of unused technological wonders, followed by Bruce, who's doing backflips. The doctors say I've done irreparable damage to my foot. I'd forgotten we'd installed shoelaces on your combat boots. Forgive me for causing you the inability to walk again. Again. Bruce does one final flip and lands perfectly. Just tell me you have something that will put me back in action. Lucius allows a smile to creep across his majestic face. <laughs> Exterior, alleyway, night. Two crooked thugs have cornered a feeble old woman. I'm sorry, I only have Jolly Ranchers. Uh, hand them over, bitch. Loud metal gears are heard. The thugs turn. It's RoboCop! Oh, shit! It's RoboCop! Do I look like RoboCop? I'm Batman. In fact, it is Batman, just wearing a RoboCop suit. Boom! Boom! Hey, when the hell did I hire RoboCop? And where the hell's Batman? Exterior, rooftop, night. Commissioner Gordon has been talking to himself. Bat enters, still dressed as RoboCop. I'm sorry for the confusion, Commissioner. I'm not RoboCop. I'm actually Batman. I'm just dressed this way because it helps me with a foot problem. <laughs> Were you just talking to yourself? Yes. I've never told you before, but I have a mental problem. 
But that's not important right now. What's important is that Two-Face is alive and he's on the loose. And also other random villains, too. And other random villains, too. Two-Face enters the rooftop. <gasps> Batman, you thought I was dead. Batman grabs Two-Face, immediately capturing. Well, the Two-Face problem is under control. <laughs> now for those other villains. Gordon turns back around, and Batman has vanished, along with Two-Face. I, I have a serious I have serious problems, and sometimes I just I cut my nails too short. It's a little too short just to punish myself, and it's I like the pain, and, and then I assemble the nails into a pile of nails, and I call that pile of nails father. And then I kill the pile. But that's not important right now. Cut to the Batcave. Batman is alone with his father, Butler Alfred. Batman sits at the bat computer. Alfred holds a tray of hot, hot foodstuffs. I brought you some dinner, Master Wayne. Thank you, Butler. <laughs> What's that? I mean, Alfred. Thank you, Alfred. Hmm. All right. So, what other criminals did the commissioner say were on the loose? Random ones. Anyone I might have heard of? I don't know, maybe. But like who? I don't know. <laughs> People, okay? But do I know them? I don't know who you know, man. We all know the same people. Yeah, I know, and that's the problem. That is the problem. You're fucking suffocating me, man. You need to get out more, you hear me? You need to get out more. Suddenly, a hail of bullets erupts. Batman and Butler die for cover as Mr. Freeze enters with a dozen ice minions. Mr. Freeze brandishes his freeze gun as his minions skate around him. Have an ice day, Batman. Batman and Alfred huddle behind the desk where they took cover. I'm so scared. I'll protect you. I'm sorry we was fighting. I am too. I feel like it was my fault. No, it was both of our faults. I know I can just be overly sensitive and act crazy sometimes. And I need to learn to listen better and express myself more. Snow more hiding, Batman. Come face your cold death. Hey, you and me, okay? We're gonna be okay. Promise? Promise. And with that... Batman takes Alfred's face in his hand, kisses him hard on the mouth, then leaps up to confront Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze sprays an ice ray at Batman, encasing him in ice. Now, Alfred! Alfred presses a button on a remote control and Batman's entire costume, except for his identity-concealing mask, shatters into thousands of pieces. Batman is free from the ice and totally nude from the neck down. His pubes are neatly trimmed into the shape of a bat above his penis, which is wearing a tiny utility belt. Feeling a little cold, Batman? It's been this small and flaccid ever since my parents died. Batman and Mr. Freeze begin fighting. Batman pins Mr. Freeze against the wall. Who are you working for? It'll be a cold day in hell before I tell you. Mr. Freeze presses a self-destruct button on his wrist, and his entire body becomes a block of ice. He is now a dead ice sculpture. One ice hand wrapped firmly in a death grip 
around Batman's penis. Should I get the bat flamethrower, sir? Better not. Let's wait this out. Just try not to get a boner, sir. Interior, Batcave. Later, Bruce Wayne looks at a computer. He is still naked. The bat computer reveals www.bing.com with the search, who is Mr. Freeze working for? After a tense moment, a result comes up. Bingo. Bruce hobbles toward a collection of Batman costumes. The ice slowly melts from his penis. The Victor Freeze I knew would never stoop to such low-bow crimes or hilarious puns. Alfred helps Bruce adorn an extremely cool Batman costume. Not unless he wasn't in his right mind. Most of Gotham City hasn't been in his right mind lately. Yeah, it's been some crazy shit. Bruce Wayne is now dressed as Batman. Batman gingerly steps toward the Batmobile. The Scarecrow's fear toxins, Mad Hatter's mind control cards, Mr. Freeze's ice stuff. Put them in the hands of the Joker and... And you've got some crazy shit indeed. But what about you? The laughing gas can no longer have an effect on me, Alfred. I've already been dosed. And remember what Mayor Hill said? I'm crazy. Crazy as a shithouse bat. I'll be fine. Of course, Master Bruce. I've just never heard you pun before. Alfred, worried and concerned, watches Batman drive away. The Batmobile blasts Europe's The Final Countdown. <laughs> Europe's Final Countdown reaches its climax as the Batmobile bursts through a wall of ice. Zooming out, we see it's the waterfall outside the Batcave. Wayne Manor, the Palisades, even the Henry Gotham Hudson River, all ice. The Batmobile crashes along the frozen river towards the cold and desolate center of the city, the bat signal blazing above. Exterior, rooftop. Commissioner Gordon and a blonde woman in a white dress shiver besides the bat signal's light. Oh, Jesus, did you feel that? The temperature must have dropped 50 degrees. What's going on? It's freeze here. Batman throws his cape around her. It tightens into a cocoon. You're Vicki Vale, editor of the Gotham Gazette best paper in town. I'm flattered, but we all know the Gazette's a no-good pun rag. It's all we've got. Freeze. He's frozen the internet. That's impossible! Even Bing by now. But how? The Joker. He's behind it all. Scarecrow's fear toxin, Mad Hatter's mind control cards, and now, Mr. Freeze's internet freezing ice stuff. Vale, use your pun rag to get the word out. Gordon, the mayor's been compromised. And what are you gonna do? Batman looks out at his city. Covered in ice. Normally, I'd give up. Instead, I did something even harder. He turns back to Gordon and Vale, with, for the first time ever, a smile on his face. I asked for help. We pull out to see every hero in Gotham City assembled on the rooftop, looking awesome in the moonlight. As the music soars, Batman introduces everyone. They nod as he calls their names. Nightwing, Red Robin, Regular Robin, Other Robin, Batgirl, Batwoman, Ace the Bathound, Batwing, Batman Beyond, Billy Batson, who's technically just a kid, but he has Bat in his name, so there you go. <laughs> Batmite, Man-Bat, Battletoads, a big pile of bats that somehow took human form. And Alfred. Alfred is crying. He's dressed as a chimney sweep. Talks like Dick Van Dyke from Mary Poppins. I thought I failed you, Master Wayne. 
But what I really failed at was trying to be a chimney sweep. <laughs> I'm your butler now and Batman forever. Wait, you're really Bruce Wayne? <laughs> I failed you again. Batman stands on the ledge in nope. front of the assembled heroes. No time, Vicky. If anything happens to me, the legacy of Batman will live on through you. Do you mean... You're pregnant. Exterior. <laughs> Exterior. Rooftop. Continuous. Vicky Vale stands in shock at the news as Batman leans over and kisses her pregnant belly. Oh. He kisses Nightwing between his eyes. Red Robin on the medallion in the middle of his chest. Robin in the R logo on his left peck. Other Robin on his gold belt buckle while looking him in the eyes. Batman between... Batgirl between them T's. Batwoman on the hand, then again between them T's. <laughs> he licks Ace, the Bathound snout. He flying chest bumps Batwing's head because Batwing didn't see it coming. He pats Batman Beyond's chest like bongos. He pinches Billy Batson, who is still just some boy on the cheeks and gives him the tiniest slap in the face. He punts Batmite off the roof and Batmite flies back up, opens his mouth and clicks teeth with Man-Bat, does a complicated four-way high-five dance with the Battletoads, jumps into the pile of bats that took human form like they're a pile of leaves. He kisses the tears off Alfred's cheeks. Don't cry, little one. Goodbye. Batman then jumps off the roof and falls down past the roof line. The rest of them gasp and look over the edge. But Batman is nowhere to be found. Billy Batson notices a grappling hook. Look! It's his hook! His hook! They all look at the hook. The rope remains taut but goes from down to up and to the side. They follow it and see Batman with his wings out flying around and around them, wrapping them up. Batman lands back on the roof. I'm going at this alone. The captive friends... The captive friends of Batman all respond in chorus. You can't! It's too dangerous! You are not my mom. She's dead. Batman jumps really high, and the Batboard, trademark, flies under his feet, and he flies off. Montage of Batman flying through the sky on the Batboard, trademark, while Spanish Flea plays. Exterior, another fucking rooftop. Batman lands his Batboard, copyright 2012, on another fucking rooftop. He has been crying. He sits down on a ledge in the shadows. <laughs> I didn't know that bats could cry. Batman looks up to see a figure step into the light being cast by a nearby Jumbotron. I didn't know Kryptonians were perverts. Superman chuckles to himself. I did. <laughs> you know, I didn't know that other girl was 15. She seemed older. Plus, on my home planet, anything goes. That's nasty, Supes. But that's not why I'm here. I need your help. Well, the dark night begins and rises without me. But now he needs my help. I, I need you to create a distraction. I'm going for a big move here. Gotham is reborn tonight. You got it. What is in it for me? 
I thought you might say that. You know that reporter who wrote that expose on your creepiness? I got dirt on him. Let's just say he was caught pissing on a 10-year-old girl. Or more specifically, a billionaire bachelor dressed up like a 10-year-old girl. <laughs> really, dude? Fine. I'm in. Batman turns and throws a batarang into the darkness. It hits Mr. Freeze right in the glass headpiece, shattering. Ice to see you both. All right, let's go. Superman turns to follow him while quickly putting on a 10-year-old Girl Scout costume. Superman, what are you doing? I thought you knew a guy that would, you know, pee on us. It's Aquaman, isn't it? No, I said Gotham is reborn tonight. Yeah, it's a real golden shower town. Yeah, you I know, like how Metropolis is a foot bondage town. But really, though, who's going to take a hot piss on us? No one. We have to get downtown before we... Ooh, is it one of your sidekicks? Because uh, that can get weird. Superman mouths Superboy to Batman and rolls his eyes. Superman, look, I'm having a real shit day. I'm trying to get Gotham reborn, which sucks. And the Batmobile was covered with bat shit this morning, which took forever to clean and... Ugh, you know... Superman puts his arm around Batman's shoulder, still dressed like a Girl Scout. Want to just fly around for a while, buddy? Lois Lane style? There's no time for that, Superman. Or for your gross fetishes. Well, let he who is without sin... You're making a Joel Shoe mockery of this situation. (laughs) I don't even know who you are anymore. This is Two-Face all over again. If Two-Face had a third face... And the third face was of a skeevy McPerv ball. Superman jauntily thrusts out his chin, puts his hands on his hips, and walks in a half circle around Batman. It's funny you should say that. Superman removes his outfit, Ah. revealing he is the Riddler. (laughs) You get it? Because riddles, funniness, etc. You get it? (laughs) As soon as Riddler is done talking, Mr. Freeze appears behind him. Freezing Batman into a bat-shaped block of ice. <gasps> Batter up. Interior. <laughs> Interior, Commissioner Gordon's apartment. Batman awakes to find himself bound and gagged. Right next to him is an almost impossibly drunk Alfred. I see you've finally come to. Quite a scare we have with you there. <laughs> Hush now, Master Wayne. I was behind it all. Right under your pointy nose. And you never knew. I loved you like a son. And I gave you everything you ever needed. Including mortal enemies. So you could feel good about playing dress up. (laughs) Yes. Gordon ain't even a real police officer. (laughs) I'm an actor named Gary Oldman. (laughs) Albert hires me every couple of years to come play with you, uh but I have to get going now. Other movies need me. (laughs) Commissioner Gordon exits. You thought the Joker was behind all this? Why do you think you haven't seen him since Heath Ledger died? Alfred is stopped as Batman swings his legs up around Alfred's neck and yanks him forward. Alfred tumbles forward and through a window in the room. Batman frees himself and runs to the window. Alfred hangs on the ledge. Alfred, please, give me your hand. Let's talk about this. Sorry, Master Wayne. Looks like bats all, folks. (laughs) Alfred lets go and falls to the ground below, killing him. 
the blood splatter makes a bat symbol. <laughs> <laughs> no! Alfred, I don't know how to take care of myself! Fade to exterior Gotham Day. Lucius Fox is reading to a group of adult illiterates on a park bench. He sold everything off the next day, and, and we never heard from him again. And, and that's how I found myself free from working for the craziest family I had ever met, the Waynes. I find I'm so excited I can, I can barely sit still or hold a thought in my head. I, I think it's the excitement only a free man can feel. <laughs> a free man at the start of a very long and uncertain journey with a very uncertain conclusion. And I hope that I can make it out of Gotham. And I hope to see my friend and shake his hand. <laughs> I hope the Pacific is as blue as it had been in my dreams. <laughs> I hope. so much. One more time for your cast, Jim Santangeli, Dan Chamberlain, Kevin Hines, Michael Hartney, Brett White, Jeremy Bent, Adam Bozart, and Anna Rubinova also on the Tech Hughes tonight. Guys, thank you so much for coming out. It got crazy, right? It got real crazy. Did, your, did, did your, your favorite part was the part where someone said something that was anachronistic to their characterization? Yeah, like when Batman says, normally I just give up. <laughs> yeah. Or when Superman says, what's in it for me? <laughs> Fantastic. Guys, if you like what you saw here, head to lefthandedradio.com and sign up for our mailing list. We email once or twice a month to let you know when we have a show or a new episode released on our podcast feed. Also, Brett and I have a comic book podcast called Matt and Brett Love Comics. MattandBrettLoveComics.com. You can check that out uh, every Sunday night. We release a new episode. Uh, thank you so much for coming out to the show here at UCB East. The show seven nights a week. Uh, we're going to be hanging out in the Hot Chicks room right after, so please uh, come out, hang out with us, get a drink, and let us know what you thought. Thanks again so much. Everybody have a great night. Make sure to come to our next sequel machine show, Ninth Mayor on Elm Street. Thursday, October 4th at 11 p.m. 25 writers take the helm from Wes Craven to deliver a screenplay that's one hell of a janitor burner. Make reservations at east.ucbtheater.com or through links on our Facebook or Twitter pages. Ninth Mayor on Elm Street. Come see the live stage reading Thursday, October 4th at 11 p.m. Come stay up late with us as we figure out how Freddy Krueger works. Is he magic or is he a demon? Help me out here. See you next time on The Sequel Machine. <laughs>